Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm Neil Manthorpe and I'll be joined by former England fast bowler Steve Harmison and New Zealand cricket commentator Dan McCarty to look back at day three of the second test between New Zealand and England here at uh, Wellington from the Basin Reserve. New Zealand fighting back to close on 202 for three after following on, but they still trail by 24 runs after they were bowled out for 209 in their first innings earlier in the day. We'll get exclusive reaction from the England camp, debate whether Ben Stokes made the correct decision to enforce the follow-on, and we'll look ahead to what might happen on day four. So plenty to come over the next 20 minutes or so. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. New Zealand began in a perilous position at the beginning of day three on 138 for seven but Tim Southey led the fight back with an aggressive and entertaining 73 from only 49 balls hitting five fours and six sixes equaling the most number of sixes ever hit in an innings uh, at the Basin Reserve in Test Cricket eventually New Zealand though bowled out for 209 Stuart Broad who uh, didn't take a wicket in the first six claimed the last four to finish with four for 61 there was three each from uh, Jimmy Anderson and Jack Leach. Anderson 3 for 37, Jack Leach 3 for 80. Uh, the decision then for Ben Stokes to make was whether to enforce a follow-on or not. With a lead of 226, he duly did so, but an opening stand of 149 between Tom Latham and Devon Conway erased much of the deficit. It was eventually broken by yet another brilliant uh, catch close to the wicket uh, at short leg by Ollie Pope, who got rid of Devon Conway. For 61, Jack Leach, the successful bowler. Tom Latham, his opening partner, went soon after that, trapped LBW by Joe Root uh, for 83, and uh, it was 155 for two. Will Young was the third and final wicket to fall on uh, the third day. Bowled by Jack Leach, beauty, pitched middle and off, hit the top of off, just beat the outside edge. 
uh, Young going for eight. But uh, at the close of play, former captain Kane Williamson was unbeaten on 25, just three runs away from equaling the all-time test run scoring record for New Zealand. And with him, under pressure, left-hander Henry Nichols on 18. So at 202 for three, New Zealand trailing by just 24. Um, it was a day of hard toil, Steve Harmison, for England's bowlers. They didn't have everything their own way. We expected New Zealand to, to fight back, and <laughs> they duly did. Yeah, they duly did, and that fight back came from their captain this morning. He set the tone with some lusty blows, basically went at England, and I wouldn't say England didn't have the answer, because it did, because I, I think England have, have worked very, very hard today, and the, I think the 97 overs that were bowled um, in today's play, but when you look at you know, the, the state of the game at this minute in time, the state of the game at this minute in time, um, you know, first hour tomorrow morning, new ball in, in play, and you, you're thinking, do you know what, if you can get a couple of wickets, then they'll, not, they'll wrap this game up you know, with very little danger involved in it. But if New Zealand can come out, fight with fire with fire and go hard at the new ball, which can happen, the second new ball can travel, and they get rid of the deficit, which is obviously 24 at this minute in time, and Kane Williamson's still there, and they get to a point of 100 in front, 150 in front, possibly get up to 200 in front because we've got the players to do it. You know, their the best players at this minute in time in Test match cricket are their middle order players. Um, you think, oh, this could be a, a fascinating contest and a good contest, but I think all in all, it's been a great day's Test cricket, another wonderful day's Test cricket. Um, on, a, on a nice day where we worried about the, the weather. Tomorrow I think the weather's fine, so fingers crossed we'll have a great day. Right. Um, d uh, it was a tough day for England, as I said, and uh, Sam Ellard spoke to assistant coach Paul Collingwood afterwards. Yeah, hi, man. It's got uh, Paul Collingwood with me right now. Paul, how would you assess the third day of this test match? Um, I think it's been an enthralling day of uh, test cricket. We obviously um, enforced the follow-on this morning. We had a counter-attack, first of all, from uh, Tim Southey. And, um, you know, we, we're in a really good position still in this match. Um, but it's been hard toiling. Sometimes the opposition, they, they come out and fight. And, um, you know, I thought we bowled exceptionally well today without much luck. Um, we probably deserved a few more wickets. But that's test cricket for you. You know, it's, um, that's why it's enthralling to watch. It's entertaining. Um, we've had a full out here. And, um, and you know, everyone's going to turn up tomorrow. And um, I think the surface has been very, very good for, for test cricket. It's got plenty of pace in it. We've seen it um, turn now. So, it's, um, you know, it's, it's all to play for tomorrow. Going back to the early parts of the day, enforcing the follow-on, was that a straightforward decision in the dressing room? Yeah, look, there was no doubts in um, Stokes' mind. That's, you know, this morning when um, we had the chance to enforce the follow-on that we were going to take it and um, and really take the aggressive option and, and, and try to win the game today. Going into T, New Zealand in a good position, 128 without loss. You did pick up three quick wickets in the evening session. What was the discussion in the dressing room? What did you look to try and do differently, if anything, in that final session? Um, not too much differently. We, we obviously start off with um, Stokesy just um, to try to break the rhythm um, of the batters with, with a few bounces. Uh, we managed to take a wicket from the other end. Um, and, and then obviously Stokesy brought himself off. So um, you could say that that plan might have uh, changed their rhythm. But um, yeah, to be honest with you, I thought we bowled really well all day without much uh, reward. And, and sometimes that happens. But um, it wasn't a case of trying to do too much too differently. It was um, a case of just keeping the energy levels going in the field. I thought Popey, um, you know, at short leg there today was, it was an absolute exhibition. 
And, you know, even down to the last over there where you see um, Stuart Broad like diving in, into the boards, it um, just shows the attitude is fantastic. And um, we could have got more rewards today, but, um, you know, we come back tomorrow and, and hopefully take those wickets. You mentioned the captain there. He only bowled a couple of overs. Is he okay? Is he, is he fit? Is he no problems there? Yeah, look, he's always got, um, as we all know, that he's got that um, niggling knee. Um, but he manages that and, um, and, and tries to bring himself on um, when he can and um, when it's important for the match. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we, we always obviously have to keep an eye on. But um, he makes the decisions. He's the, he's the boss out there and he decides when he bowls or not. You've got a good test match here, Paul. What's the key for England going into day four? Well, generally throughout this test match so far, I would say that the um, you know the, the morning session has probably done a little bit more, um, just with the overnight moisture or, or whatever it may be. It just seems to have uh, moved around more for the seam, and um, we're seeing the you know we're seeing the wicket turn now. Um, so it's going to be enthralling, you know. It's um, you get a fresh pair of legs, overnight sleep, and um, recharge the batteries, and hopefully come out tomorrow and um, take some early ones. Thanks, Paul. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Paul Collingwood, um, <laughs> honest, um, you know, uh, and he's right. It was an enthralling day's cricket, and it's uh, fabulous to, for the crowd, certainly, uh, to, to come with all results still possible. And it <laughs> he didn't say anything that surprised you, Harmy. You did have some reservations about uh, the follow-on, but only because it's really a straightforward decision. Um, and I think, you know, everybody thought, including you, that it was the right thing to do at the time. No, it was all right. definitely the right thing to do. My only reservations was, was the ball going to get wet? That was my only concern. I had no problem with the follow-on. I think it was the right decision, and I think England bowled well. And it was, another, it was a good interview by Paul Collingwood, you say, honest. It was realistic. It was a realistic interview. It wasn't wooden. It wasn't um, cliched. It was, they batted well. We bowled quite well. It was a good, a good test pitch. You know, there's things happening here. And enthralling, he mentioned enthralling was a, a word he mentioned a couple of times. It was. England have come to New Zealand to entertain. Ben Stokes' team and mantra have come to entertain. We've had three days of, we've, well, we've had more than three days of test cricket in this series, but in the three days in the Basin Reserve, I don't think anybody's been shortchanged. And we've had three different days with Joe Root and Harry Brook. Yeah, hitting sixes and fours on day one. And this afternoon, well, a test match cricket lover would love to watch Devon Conway and um, Tom Latham have a little bit of a working over and then going through that and battling back. And Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, Ollie Robinson, Jack Leach, they've all bowled very, very well for me on that surface. So because of it, it's... I just think it's setting up. It's setting up for a fantastic day tomorrow. Um, and one, I think, if we get if New Zealand are still batting mid-afternoon tomorrow afternoon, then I think we could be in for a morning of day five or end of day four with a very very good run chase. We're hoping to hear from Tom Latham um, in just a moment, but I'm going to ask Dan McCarty to give us a, a sense of the history of the Basin Reserve in in. The, it's um, tendency to flatten out, the pitch flatten out, and there have been some monstrous scores, third and fourth innings, uh, Dan. So New Zealand will be thinking, you know what, there is precedent here. We can go 400, 500, 550. It's been done before. Yeah, there's uh, many an example, uh, a lot in recent times as well. I could take you back to a different uh, generation in 1991 where uh, Martin Crow and Andrew Jones combined for a world record partnership for any 
test wicket, the third wicket. New Zealand batting in the third innings, and the third innings really is the key here at the Basin Reserve. Uh, on that, uh, uh, you know, monumental test match, as Martin Crowe made 299 before being caught off a Juna Ranatonga and destroying his cricket bat on the way back to his changing room. Uh, New Zealand posted near on 700 for the loss of four. Very flat, but it's the more recent games, uh, I think, are, are far more interesting to us. We've discussed it uh, a lot already throughout this Test match. Brendan McCullum, the first New Zealander. Yes, he went past Crow by three more. The first New Zealander to score 300 in a Test match. He batted an enormous amount of time. Not the Brendan McCullum you probably have in your, in your thinking. All action. It was great defence. It was uh, belligerent belief that we could overcome... Uh, a very good Indian side who had a huge lead on the first innings. New Zealand um, found a way to the line because he found willing partners. And the word I used ahead of our coverage today was partnership. You needed to find a partnership. They've got it here today. There was a world record partnership between Brendan McCullum and BJ Watling in 2014 as New Zealand saved that test. But then just one year later, it was Kane Williamson and BJ Watling who broke the world record for the sixth wicket partnership against Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka were in a very good position to win the test, but New Zealand in the third innings came out and scored 524 for five declared and then bowled out. Sri Lanka uh, for under 200 to, to win a very famous uh, test victory. Williamson, a big double hundred uh, on that occasion. Uh, and we've also seen visitors uh, do very well. Uh, we mentioned there was a day here in the third innings of a test match where Angelo Matthews and Casol Mendes batted a whole day without losing a wicket. When they came to the crease three down, uh, Sri Lanka in 2017 were effectively three for minus 284, I think it was, and they somehow survived uh, to eke out a very famous draw for them. So there are, there are plenty of examples of exactly what you've just said to me, Neil. This wicket can flatten out, but this isn't a typical Wellington surface. It's spinning for one. We have not seen turn all that often. There's something in it still for the bowlers. And that's uh, what's made today a, a very admirable sort of fight from New Zealand to, to bring back in all three options. Uh, yeah. I actually think the draw's the, the most unlikely now. I disagree with Harmy. I think around 250 would probably have um, this New Zealander a little bit more comfortable that they're in the fight as I, far as a lead I, tomorrow. Are you sense, are, do you have a sense of deja vu or is it too early for that? Deja vu all over again. <laughs> okay. Tom Latham. Um, and Devon Conway had a m magnificent day. Tom Latham made 83 in the opening stand of 149, and he is with Sam Allard now. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Tom, for your time. A good day for New Zealand. How pleased are you and your teammates with that? Yeah, it's obviously a, a good day, I think, on the back of uh, getting put, put, put back in. Um, you know, obviously not quite getting to follow on score to just to be in the position we are. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, a, a good day for, from our point. So, um, you know, fingers crossed there's a few more partnerships uh, in the order tomorrow and, and hopefully we can put a good score on the board and I guess you just never know with the game of cricket we play. You daring to dream? Oh, obviously, yeah. I think you're always looking at ways you can win uh, win games of cricket and I guess for us, uh, you know, getting put back in, me and Dev was just about trying to, I guess, build a partnership and play for... Yeah, I guess play for the team in, in terms of, you know, what we're all about. So, uh, you know, we managed to put on a good partnership, even though we lost a few wickets throughout, uh, you know, that wee period. But I think the way Henry and, and Kane played at the end was, was outstanding. So, uh, you know, hopefully yeah, a few more runs tomorrow.
35 and 83 for you in this test match. A lot of the, the TalkSport commentary team really impressed with how you looked out there. Even though you didn't go on and get the big one, did you feel really comfortable out there in, in good nick in this test match? Yeah, I felt good. I guess you're always looking um, at ways to improve and you always want more is the better. But um, I guess looking at my role in the team, it was about trying to just get through that new ball and, and set, the, set the innings up. And I thought, um, you know, the way me and Dev did that work was outstanding to, to put close to 150 on. And, um, yeah, again, hopefully allow the other guys to uh, to come and play on a wicket that's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's still a good wicket. Um, you know, hopefully tomorrow will be pretty good for batting. And, but we've seen a little bit of turn there, which is which is great. So, uh, you know, if we can get 200 ahead, whatever it is, 200, 250, you, you just never know. So a good day to bat tomorrow and then a bit of turn on day five. Well, hopefully, I guess that's the ideal scenario to, uh, you know, put a decent score on the board and, and get some early wickets and, and put England under pressure. But we certainly know that there's, uh, you know, there's a long way to go to, to get to that point. So, um, you know, tomorrow morning, the first couple of sessions are really important. And hopefully as a batting unit, we can build those partnerships again and, uh, and be in a good position, I guess, this time tomorrow. And how much fun was it watching Tim Southey? Smack the ball all around this ground early on this morning. A bit of a bit of buzz ball from Tim Southey himself this morning. Yeah, it was great. Uh, obviously, we've seen that before with Timmy. To uh, you know, he, when he comes out and, and plays something like that, so um, you know, it would have been nice for him to to get a few more. But again, it's uh, it was another important knock. If like, if he didn't play that sort of innings, you know, would be close to 100 behind still. So um, I guess all those those contributions throughout throughout an innings are really important and, and the partnership that he had with Tom was great this, this morning. And final question for me, how important was a day like this today for New Zealand? Because perhaps so far, a lot of the sessions have, have gone to England. Um, how pleased are you boys with how you went today? You put up a real fight. Was that, was that needed after a, a tricky series so far? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we've obviously been behind the eight ball, uh, obviously in the first test, but, but also here. So uh, I guess for us to... To be put back in and, and then be in the position we are, um, you know, tonight where it was really pleasing. So, uh, as I said, we we know there's a lot of hard work to do tomorrow, uh, but fingers crossed the boys can can do that. Well played. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today 
to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. The very excellent Tom Latham's uh, 83 today in an opening partnership of 149. Question for Steve Harmison and Dan McCarty just as we come towards the end of the following on podcast. If this was a football game, um, would it be fair to say that England were 3-0 up? Um, it's now 3-2 and New Zealand are pressing for the equaliser with still half an hour to go in the game. Talked, we've talked about football all day and I hope 3-2 is one of the scores. We're talking about this tomorrow morning of Newcastle United against Manchester United. No, I think, yes, I think England were 3-0 up. And I think a good stern talking to at half-time, a few cup-throwing. Um, Counter-punch was needed, and I think that came from Tim Southey. And then I think a little bit of calmness towards the sort of middle, middle period of the second half. And I think we're about the last 20 minutes of a game, and I think New Zealand are still one behind are there away goals in this scenario? We, we don't have away goals no, anymore no, now, no do we? No goals so anymore. I, I, I'll no take way. that out of the equation. 4-2. I, I think with that far ahead at the halfway stage, uh, 226 runs, forcing the follow-on. I agree with the decision. They bowled well enough. They beat the outside edge. They've got a new ball tomorrow. Uh, uh, Collie was exactly right. We've seen wickets in the first session. We are entering the dreaded C-word phase, aren't we, Harmy? The crucial next session. Uh, but New Zealand had pride in the fight today. That's what I said to, to John Norman prior to today. I wanted to see pride in the fight. They've fought hard. They've got themselves back in. But still a long way to go. Kane Williamson's out there. He's a great security blanket for all New Zealand cricket fans. And I was really impressed with the fight that Henry Nichols. He's fighting himself. He's fighting for his place. He's clearly out of touch. He's still following the odd ball. But he's fought those demons for 21 overs alongside Williamson. They only added 30 runs. But he's there, and below him, players who I think will be far more comfortable coming in maybe after an hour uh, tomorrow. So, um, yes, New New Zealand are back in this, but still, I think, a couple of goals behind before they they feel like they've got something um, to defend. This is not 1978 bowling England out for 64, defending 130. I think you need 250. 250, Harvey? The the, the the 50-50 number for you? Oh, 250. If you have, honestly, if you said to 250 now, do you know what? I think both captains would go for it because I think Ben Stokes would say, right, let's have a contest. The way Ben Stokes goes about his game, he doesn't want to give them 250, not for any stretch of the imagination. But I think if, if we had 250, do you know what? I think it would be a great game because there's no way in the world England will back down. And I think if you offered Tim Southey 250 now, I think he'd snap your hands off. Um, is it enough? We'll, 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 we'll see. From a spin bowling point of view, is Bracewell good enough to spin England out? I think the jury's still out on, on that one. But the one thing I will say is that whatever total England have to chase, it will be chased positively. And because it's chased positively, New Zealand stand a chance. So there you go. That uh, concludes uh, the Action from day three of the second test match at the Basin Reserve in Wellington, New Zealand will resume on the fourth morning on 202 for three, trailing by just 24 in their follow-on innings. Um, And uh, all four results still very much a possibility as we head into the final two days. What's been another enthralling uh, test match. The good news is that the weather forecast is excellent for days four and five. It's been bad and it's been sunny. Uh, And now it's good. Hopefully it's not rainy. That's been the following on podcast from day three. Join us uh, once again for live and exclusive ball-by-ball commentary on TalkSport 2 from the fourth morning. In the meantime, cheerio.
So, on the seventh day, are England about to deliver their seventh win? Here is Robertson again, bowls, and uh, Saudi stands and punches it back past Stokes at mid-off for four. Bowling to Saudi, comes down the wicket, hits high over mid-off, hits high into the Don Neely scoreboard. Another six for Saudi. That's sailed a long, long way. Another six. A hitting display of the highest order from Tim Southey. 50 to Southey. It's high to mid-wicket. Surely will be out here lining this one up. Taking the catch is Crawley. Southey goes. It was fun while it lasted. And this loops up and has been caught. The end of the New Zealand innings. 209 all out. This does appear that England have enforced the follow-up. And in doing so, they have just left the door ajar for New Zealand. Here's a short one off the bowling of Anderson to start the new over and it's pulled away. How think so? Four to square out towards the boundary. Heavy outfield but enough sting in the tail. That stroke from Latham. 19 overs gone, 40 without loss. New Zealand trailing by 186. From New Zealand's perspective, you know, you have to say, well, there is an opportunity here. There is Broad once again up to the crease now, bowls. Half body driven down the ground for four. Lovely, lovely shot from Conway. Anderson again squared up and edge just short of second slip. The ball's going to whistle away to the boundary. I think that's carried. I don't think Zach Crawley will want to see that again. I know for a fact Jimmy Anderson won't want to see that again. It's Conway facing down the track. He's lofted it up long on. He's interested. It's Joe Root, but he's going to watch the ball sail over his head and over the boundary at mid-wicket for six. Starts into the hip of Latham. He'll get one. Might get two, indeed he will. Work nicely to the onside. And a 50 for Tom Latham. Pushing into the cover region is Devin Conway. And the hometown hero has a half century. It needs to go on from a New Zealand perspective. And this is too short. Latham has laced this to the boundary. Rocks back. The pull shot unfurled. That's powerfully done. Was there to be hit and hit it. First time I've seen some frustrated body language from Ben Stokes, hands on head. There you can hear an appreciative New Zealand crowd applaud a session which has not seen a New Zealand wicket ball. Popped up in the air and he's gone, caught a short leg, Pope takes the catch. What a brilliant effort again from Ollie Pope at short leg. Very, very good, battling in him. Um, but it, it has to come to an end. A fantastic partnership of 149. He's a sweep attempt, big appeal for RBW. Root celebrating if this is a wicket, and it is. The finger goes up. They will be a bit concerned now because that big opening partnership has not only been broken, but both of those set batters are gone. Oh, and he's bowled him. He's bowled him. A little bit of turn and grip. A magnificent delivery from Jack. Short again, shorter, and Williamson comfortably on the pole. And we'll pick up four. That's a, a controlled shot from Williamson. That is stumps. The umpires look at the clock. And uh, what a day for New Zealand. What a fight back. They've reached 202 for three. Uh, New Zealand have the opportunity to make a real, real piece of significant history for themselves. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.
With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 